Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. And I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who read, readers who write, and, and everyone, everyone who, who loves, loves words. All right. Well, today we are going to focus a little bit on just our own writing and where we're at, things we're learning and all of that in our own writing life. Yeah. So Laura, I'm excited to hear what's going on. (laughs) You know, we've talked on the podcast recently about some of those kind of what's happened in your your writing and my writing and like just finishing up stories for you and things like that. Like you just finished a couple, but I'm curious to know, like, what are you learning in your writing life right now? Or like, what's absolutely. It's interesting because that's exactly where my head went to. Like, Mm what has especially the last nine months we've talked a little about this over time but I think having a little retrospect even after finishing a project I think kind of helps things crystallize yeah um and I just finished on Saturday like Saturday a week ago I just finished my first large work in really over a year in a while yeah yeah it was such a interesting one too because everything was so different than how I normally work mm. um and there was lots of reasons I've talked about before that I was on the zone which really kind of changed my I'll say my mental and emotional makeup for mm-hmm. a very long time and what mm-hmm. I could hold um and what I couldn't and mm-hmm. it was funny how all that time which I was very hard on myself about not working on something, how Mm. I've never had a story pour out of myself so, I wouldn't say easily, but so like it was, there had been a lot of work going on behind the scenes that I wasn't even aware of. And it's funny because the story that came to me a year ago, which was this, really this idea, probably it was even longer than that, but just kind of out there and not really solid. Mm. Um, I had a very distinctive idea of what it was going to be last year, maybe about this time, maybe closer to November. And then it's funny how it iterated over time. Like, even though I didn't realize how much it was being iterated within subconsciously, um, as I was going through the process, a lot of things shifted, and it's a completely different story than it would be when than it would have been a year ago. And I I love that. I yeah. love seeing just how solidly the since it was so distinctive, since I couldn't write anything, just seeing how much time does with a story mm-hmm. and an idea. Yeah, because to be honest, it would have been a lot. There'd been a lot less depth. There would have been a lot less, even I think, truth to it. Mm -hmm. Um, We've talked about this before as well, um, that in January, I I had a major health scare and a very serious one. And not to get dramatic, but I do think that coming out of that situation and going into a book, it really reminded me that if you're not going to be authentic and if you're not going to be like completely honest with even yourself in some ways not what's the point but 
you're you are watering down your own work. You mm -hmm. are purposefully softening what it is you're writing. And I, the thing, the reason why it took, because um, I was going to be done like at the end of September, um, rather than taking an extra week, it was to dig in with this really hard, very uh, personal, but not because like it was, she is definitely not me, but it echoed something. It echoed yeah. a very distinctive part of my experience. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because it wasn't, it wasn't even the scene that I anticipated would be difficult to write, but I, I, I caught myself over and over again, avoiding it, like mm. avoiding writing about it. And I kind of just had to sit down and um, force myself. And this happened a lot is there were several scenes where I knew where it would probably where it was going but I had to just sit with my characters and trust that they had knowledge that I didn't. Mm -hmm. um, and that was really exciting and scary. And mm -hmm. so there was a lot of like trusting a lot of not trusting in myself, like, <laughs> like a trusting that the story was there and it, mm -hmm. it was, and mm -hmm. that's kind of amazing. Yeah. And I do think that as I've kind of gone through this, storytelling process that it was kind of in many ways one of those leaps of faith even um I made a choice at the very end which which had been kind of in the back of my mind and I was like maybe I'll do this and I wasn't doing it because it was work <laughs> and it was a lot of work it was a lot of emotional work um of adding something that I knew would make it stronger and, and actually more cohesive, mm -hmm. but that I knew in order to get right, and it's still coming together, there's still several things sure. of it that don't feel quite right. But I know that, and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm taking my time off of it right now to let some of those things fall into place, kind of giving mm -hmm. it the space to become. I think... You know, it was one of those things that was, it was very personal as I did that aspect of it too. It took a lot of, unfortunately, like emotionally jumping back into certain scenes and getting uncomfortable and really saying, what is this saying? And what is, mm -hmm. what is this with the feel of this? And, and is it there? Yeah. And, and it kind of forced me to ask some deeper questions, which which I'm really, I'm really excited about that, like the layers mm. of it, the, mm. the fact that it's kind of one of those that I'm going to walk away from and be like, I did not leave anything <laughs> unturned, <laughs> um, which is, it's kind of horrifying in some ways, but absolutely re rewarding too. And, mm. and that's been incredible with, with it. And, it's been ridiculous how much of a delight it's been in addition to that. If from the aspect of we've chosen a lot of joy on the podcast this year. It's been yeah. a habit and a ritual and a choice. And I tried to as much as possible bring that practice in. Yeah. And 
I'm trying to as much as possible, especially since I kind of live in a place of medical uncertainty. Yeah. If I'm not going to do it now, when am I going to do it? And mm-hmm. and I know that that might to some people feel un- uncomfortable or weird or like oh, like overly dramatic or maybe even cringe. But I do think that I do think that that can sometimes really help guide us to the things that we've been frightened of and like holding back and it really forces the kind of getting through some of that armor Mm. and so I I think you know the lessons of iteration the lessons of sometimes even just letting go of your initial idea and letting Mm. something grow into what it wants to become Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, I had some great ideas that I loved and they are completely gone. Like they are they're in my notes. Well, they're not and gone, I, you know, like those are still ideas don't. and maybe they'll come back for another project or maybe there's something other story that will work better for them. Yeah. But what's interesting about that too, and I think you're absolutely right. They're not gone. Like yeah. they are, they were the step in, yeah. they were the way in the stepping stone that allowed me to get to what was closer to the story and none of those are useless I've not removed them they're still all there and I I love I love that that Mm. everyone when we have a story whether we're reading it or writing it we need a way in as well as someone who's an audience needs a way in and they might not be the same (laughs) our way in might not be yeah the readers absolutely they may be completely different like my way in has disappeared (laughs) my way in's not there anymore and I do think even how the what you think is important Mm -hmm. what you think is it sometimes is just what helps lead you down the path yeah. And and it's like a mile marker on that way where it's like, oh, I thought this was it. Oh no, it's it's actually just around that corner or above that, you know, over that hill. And I do think that that journey as part of the process of the things mm-hmm. you can't see when you start, mm-hmm. um, but you can get to as you go through, that's been really so so helpful I think just from that aspect of holding on to the things that you need to hold on to but letting go the things that just need to slough off and just go by the wayside whether you love them or not because like like I said I've let go of several ideas that I I felt were compelling but they just didn't fit anymore Mm. And, and I think a lot of this has also been that close listening, like close listening yeah. to even what the characters say. Yeah. <laughs> I was writing a scene and one of my characters said something and I'm like, oh, I'm going to cuss. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I knew the second she said it, I knew that it wasn't just a throwaway line. Mm. I knew that it actually was something deep going on within her mm-hmm. that had to be addressed uh-huh. that I couldn't just leave like you know you're just trying to write dialogue and all of a sudden <laughs> they leave like an emotional bomb like right there but I think there's something beautiful about that about close mm-hmm. listening to what they say mm-hmm. and see okay where are their defenses and how are mm-hmm. they like avoiding getting deep into something and and where where is their armor being put up Mm -hmm. um it's it was 
that was um there were several gifts that came that way just through them talking in dialogue where all of a sudden you realized oh even even what their need was um Mm -hmm. absolutely shifted with those things because i think Mm -hmm. i think it helped really get in with the characters of what was actually going on under the surface of Mm -hmm. They they might think it's this, but it's it's really this. Yeah. Um, and I I think even I did a lot of going out and going wide mm. and keeping my net really wide and and kind of listening to different interviews. Um, a movie that I liked partway through the year change something in my story and then mm-hmm. an interview about a different film just listening to people talk change something else mm-hmm. and I think that sometimes we forget how much like experiencing things going out even like walking yeah. through a museum or seeing something hearing two people talk I, it's not just copy. I think sometimes it can force us to get honest about what we're saying and what we're not saying. Yeah. Especially when people are coming together as human beings and having a conversation, especially about art. Um, so that's been amazing too. A lot of that from Pinterest, interviews, movies, even my favorite coffee shop in St. Cloud kind of handed me different things. I was looking around it and I all of a sudden kind of got this idea about myself and what I'd been doing in this coffee shop Mm -hmm. and um, the things that I noticed and liked and how that was, there was some connection um, to what my character thoughts about being in that same or similar space um yeah so that was yeah it was it's been a very interesting and growing experience from that side I'm doing beta reading very differently this time and it's been really it's not all the way through um we're still like in the trenches of it but even some of how I've approached certain things, the instructions I've given, how I've asked for the things back. It's been really informed by, okay, what is my intent right now? What Mm. do I need to get? What am I ready to get figured out right at this point in time? What is that baseline of what I, I want the questions that we have, things that even like I've had kind of given the instructions in addition to comments, which I think are effective. Um, but sometimes I think we do the same comment over and over and over and over and again, especially when we're doing something like this kind of more at the developmental stage. And I've had them, I'm like, it's feel free to use highlights for this category of thing and this category of thing and this category of thing. And mm-hmm. use comments where That's you right. want, yeah. want to, but um, just as a way to clarify if it's the same thing over and over again, you don't have to keep saying that same comment because I think mm-hmm. from an efficiency standpoint, sometimes it's so excruciating to these, do these type of read-throughs um, that sometimes getting the very important information that they have more clearly 
mm-hmm. um, and more quickly and more easily for them. Because mm-hmm. as they go through the process, being able to bring it back in um, and even I use highlights all the time with my writing. So it's so much it's one of those things that I think is really makes it a lot more streamlined and straightforward. In addition yeah. to, I am sitting down with them and having certain conversations in sure. detail and in depth. Um, it's funny because my husband has never read for me before, but he is. Um, he's doing a in-depth read because he normally is my copy editor. Uh Um, he's normally the one who does kind of the grammatical stuff because he's very good at that very good at proofreading Mm -hmm. Um, but he and I are sitting down after each track um, and having a conversation of Mm -hmm. these things and and what his feel is he's coming at it from a very all my other readers have read in the genre so he's coming at it from a very different perspective but I love that he's very good at action and like yeah the choreography of something so I'm like did this read did it sound like they were hanging from the ceiling like like (laughs) what what actually read and went through and that's been great to even having just different conversations and looking at it from different perspectives and that's what I'm really trying to do with this beta read is I have several different perspectives that I'm getting and having those conversations and yeah. really digging in with it. So it's, <laughs> that's a very long answer to this question, but that, yeah, that has it. been what I've learned. I think <laughs> you, you teach me things, Laura, about holding space for projects. And I heard a lot of that in what you were saying, like just this idea of kind of holding space for an idea for a long period of time until you're ready for it holding space for the idea to change and to morph as it as it needs to holding space for listening to the characters and knowing kind of what they might bring up and what to pay attention to as they bring those things up and holding space for those layers and how you can add more to it so I think I think that's really important and I really appreciate the things I I learned from watching you do that Um, and then I see a lot of bravery too in there like you just it sounds like you really dug into just being brave with this story and going to those places that were scary but also I think there it takes some bravery to just let a story flow and be fun too like it sounds like this story was fun and a joy in a lot of ways even when it was hard and I think there's some bravery to that too like I think we don't always give that credit or we we think it has to be hard or you know, we're both scared of the hard things or, and think that that's the only way to be an artist is a struggling artist. You know, I just think there's a lot yes! of bravery in, in just letting the story come as it comes and um, digging into it and, and also letting it letting it be fun when it's supposed to be fun. So I see that a lot on you. And and even bravery, like in just approaching your beta readers differently and being like, OK, what I've, I want to try something different, um, both in how I'm going to write this project and then how I'm going to get feedback on it, too. So yeah. way to go being brave. I see you. <laughs> Thank you. And I, I think, as you said, like reminding yourself that joy is actually a good thing and mm-hmm. pleasure is a good thing. And yeah. that doesn't mean that the story has to be like all happy ducky. Like, like and it's not like, and I, I think we sometimes forget that things that make us feel joy doesn't necessarily have to translate to how the work 
itself Mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. And if I'm very honest, I think this one is so honest because I've really allowed for mess to come in too, which sometimes is is hard to do because you want people to love your characters. You like, please don't hate them. (laughs) And it was interesting because even yesterday I was having a conversation about, did this character lose you? Um, Mm. Because a character does a thing, (laughs) which I don't know how it's going to read. And it was one of those things that it scared me to write down on paper but it felt authentic to the experience. So it's almost like, okay, we will see if yeah. it completely loses the readers or not. Um, I hope it doesn't. I hope it feels more human than mm-hmm. um, the end relatable, but we'll see. <laughs> Again, that's holding space, right? For letting yeah. it letting Absolutely. it pan out as it's gonna pan out. Absolutely. If it needs to be adjusted, then you have you have space to adjust that. And thank you for that. I I really appreciate being like, I really appreciate what you said, because it is sometimes we don't even see ourselves, right? <laughs> We're going through the process. And, and even the reminder that going through the process is, is brave and, and allowing it to, to open up can be courageous as well. Yeah. So do you how has you your... to follow that <laughs> so much it was so like interesting but i i think i don't know like how i see it is all the lessons we learn like however they look whether or not they are sexy lessons or you know lessons that are a little more straightforward or even just about what we enjoy and what we don't and what we want to seek after like they're all good and useful and and beautiful I think in their own unique ways thanks (laughs) yeah I think I've been learning a lot about my own my own process and limits I think um I've I mean, we'll talk more about this when we do our summary of the year, but I ran hard this year. Yeah. (laughs) um, And I see you and you're running hard. And I am so like, I'm in awe of what you've created and what you've done, even um, if it's that part of the learning process. Yeah. And I think it's been good to recognize um, some things that work for me and some things that um, are challenging and then some things that don't work for me. I think I... I just finished an eight book series and that was, <laughs> I, I will never do it again. <laughs> I mean, never say never, but I, yes. I learned a lot about my own, my own limits for, um, attention span. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like I'm learning a lot about my attention span lately. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I can't stay with one thing for that long. So eight books was way too long for me. Even a full novel I'm learning is a little rough for me. Like that is, I can do, but it's challenging, um, particularly when it comes to editing and revising. I'm loving novellas. I love when I can write a project in two weeks and be done with it because that's my attention span <laughs> is two weeks. So, but I've learned also a lot about um, 
how to push through the editing and revising process. I think I've kind of revised my editing and revision, like revised my revision. Um, but I feel like I'm, this year has been a, like, because I've run so hard and written so much, I've had to um, get serious about systems, which yeah. are actually kind of fun for me. But, um, but figuring out like, what is my system for the process mm-hmm. of writing? And it, that goes into like, how quickly do I write a project? When do I share that project? and get feedback how many run rounds of edits do I do and what do each of those look like like I feel like I finally nailed down and and I know things change so I've nailed down for this season what those like different rounds of edits look like for me and what um that process looks like for me and I feel really good about where that process is right now and how I how I share things how I get feedback how I I didn't revise. And I I feel like that's been good because for the last four years, every book I've done, I've changed my process um, Mm -hmm. and changed how I've done those things. And there were ones that worked better and ones that didn't. And I feel like this is the first time I've felt like this is the right process for me um, Mm -hmm. or the right system for me for being as productive as it can be. And also while fine tuning things, um, in an efficient and effective manner, I guess. And I think I'm learning too a lot about my own limitations in my own writing, even like the things that I, the crutches that I have um, and fall back on. And it's been really interesting to write and revise and edit so many books so quickly because I, it's really easy to see like, because everything's still fresh in my mind, it's really easy to see like, oh, I use that exact sentence in four of yes. eight books. Like, exact <laughs> yes. sentence. Like, I'm talking about like, repeating the same words. Like, Absolutely. <laughs> you do just, it's so easy to get stuck in these ruts. And I think I'm, yes. I think as I wrap up this year, I'm thinking a lot about like, what are the ruts that I get stuck in and how can I practice breaking out of them? Um, and what does that look like? And I don't have clear answers for that yet. And, um, but I'm, it's something I'm thinking about. I think even just paying more attention, I've been paying a lot more attention to my sentence structure, which sounds so like, (laughs) it's so boring. It's like the stuff, you know, when you like, uh, what is it? Diagram sentences and high school or junior high or whatever it was. (laughs) Yes. Like, here's the verb, here's the whatever. Like, I've been not really intentionally, but somewhat intentionally noticing how often I fall into the same sentence structures. Like I have like three that I just use over and over again. Um, And they'll feel different, you know, like the words change and things. But when you really like look at the root of the sentence, it's the exact same pattern. And some of that is voice and some of that is just acknowledging like, okay, this is part of my voice and some of the ways that I sound. But yeah, I'm thinking some about like, what does it look like to expand beyond that? And what are other structures I can play with? And how can I just make my writing a little more interesting? Yeah. And then I think I'm like in line with all of that. I have started this co-writing project and I'm really loving it. Like, I just feel like I want to do more of this because it's so much because I like my crutches are not 
my co-writer's crutches. And so we yeah. can balance that out. And so I don't have to solve all of my problems by <laughs> <laughs> writing myself. Like I can let her make my sentences more interesting. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> more layered or whatever. I love that. <laughs> but I can also, you know, like make hers clearer or more yes. precise. And, you know, like there's, it's a give and a take and it, it's a really interesting process that I'm loving. I love that. And I, I love even from the perspective of, I think when you get two writers together and they create something and it's, mm. it is far better than the sum of their parts like it, yeah. it is because you as you said that you like you get another mind to add depth add yeah even intent add what you can see you know if it's as you know margaret atwood said we go into a room with a candle yeah. the room may have details that you notice or that someone yeah, else Yeah, this one also doesn't. Yeah, or they, yeah, it it has That's, been really good. Yeah. I think I also like part of what I've learned about my process just in general mm -hmm. this year is how much feedback I need. Like I need yeah. external feedback and external validation. I can't write in a, in a closed door room. <laughs> like I just can't. And co-writing is like the ultimate of that. Like you get yeah. constant feedback as you go. <laughs> like on a yes. line level, story level, there's constant back and forth of does this work? Does this not work? Oh, what if we did this instead? Um, and that's like the epitome of what I need. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Well, and two people who are mutually the same amount of invested in making yeah. that successful. Mm -hmm. I think so often what we need is such, you know, we need a very good sounding board that we can bring yeah. that to where they have that same care that you do for yeah. something. And as wonderful as someone else who's outside a project is like it it is different when you have someone yeah, who yeah. is as invested in its outcome as yourself mm -hmm. or or relatively as invested yeah so it's been I think a good yeah. year of learning for both of us and yes. I'm excited about what's coming in a few weeks we will talk a little more about kind of the details of our year we like to always wrap up the year with um sort of a looking back and seeing what happened and a little more of what we learned but for now this gives you a little taste of where our writing is at and where it's going and the things that we're diving into at the moment we hope that you are enjoying the writing process as well and learning new things about yourself and about your writing and and being brave as you um, dive into all of that. So keep writing, keep reading, and keep putting your work out into the world. <laughs>